0: The
1: Wiggly Podcast. Let your
0: iPod bloom. Hi, honey, I'm home. Well, it's just me today on the Wiggly Podcast, but I'm so glad to be utterly and totally back. You have no idea what it's like on a Thursday morning. you sat there and you think, oh, there's no podcast today. Michael is away. He's got to do the weekly catalogue and we've got lots of things to do and Farmer fills on Harvest and Ricardo has, of course, gone fishing. He's always gone fishing. It's just me and I'm back. So, the harvest update. Grass seed in the bag, happily done. Wheat harvested, the indigo is ripe, farmer Phil still thinks it's purple, it's brown, but it's done. £65 a tonne. The price has plummeted from £180 to a disastrous 65, so whilst the harvest has been successful, the price is below the price of growing it. But the good news, the highlight are the peas! Record crop for peas, record price for peas, the peas are in, out of the pod. Behind the scenes at Wigglers, Rosie has gone off to be a nurse, Neil has finished his summer stay with Wigglies. Rachel is about to go to India for millions of years. And the sunflowers are ripe. They're being picked and they're going to make boxes of sunshine right now. So if you want one, be quick. Farmer Phil and I have been off to lunch at Highgrove. Oh, we saw the Stumpery. We met the head gardener. Deb's good enough. We lunched on homemade shepherd's pie with 348 other people moving on we've just launched the latest generation of worm cafe the Wiggly Ryden has landed you'll hear more about that later and we've collected the hops from Mr. Hopman, Mr. Lewis over the way now the cows have had an audition they've been auditioned for the new Jimmy Doherty, Jimmy Farm Latest series, which is being made by the BBC Natural History team. They normally shoot tigers, lions, and buffaloes, but they've decided they want to know about domesticated animals. So they came round, filmed Farmer Phil, myself, and all the cows in the fields, and we have yet to hear if they pass through to the next audition. Obviously. We groomed and fluffed them, and unfortunately, they pooed right over me during the filming process. So we will see what happens. But first, it's time for a romantic moment. It's Terry and Ricardo's first anniversary. Let's go to the Valleys to hear how they're going to celebrate.
2: Right then, Terry. About a year ago, I came. Out, it was the start of our beautiful relationship, and uh, <laughs> get a bit bloody. about this?
3: <laughs> this, is, and, uh, this is smelling his rhubarb
2: stew again. <laughs> he's track the wrong on. I brought up this wormery, right? And yep. you, uh, I think there was, you know, there was a hint of uh, cynicism, but it's a bit of scepticism possibly. You, you thought, oh, that's a nice gift, you know, but I'll, I'll try it out for the for the benefit of this young man. <laughs> let's let make the effort to come down to well,
3: see me. Into, south, into sunny South
2: Wales I yeah, thought yeah. I'd give it a try you have it and uh, I think you, you've realised the error of your, your cynicism you? well
3: I mean when you came along with it first of all, how can this black bin and you put it together and I thought it was a tea <laughs> <laughs> there was this little tap on the bottom I thought I've are ideal for the cafe this we can we <laughs> we can make, we can make, brew tea in the mass amount now, instead yeah. of put a kettle on but no I mean you came along and you uh, you set this thing up and you put in these 1,000 English worms who adapted quite well to the world's climate yeah that's and right yeah. the one, the one guy they took in Those from our went, compost they did, they but they've did. adapted quite well so Always the way the English always accept the Welsh you know was, there's was one Welsh one has, uh, has converted <laughs> these to the sort of way ways of the world you know <laughs> but yeah I was very cynical and I thought well I mean collecting kitchen waste i collect that anyway it goes into my green Daleks I, waste not want not everything that comes out of the kitchen goes back in the soil yeah. but he knew convinced me then This, these little worms would munch on this stuff they were fairly well-behaved, there was never any problem. They would keep breeding and in doing things that worms do, right. they would munch up all this food, and in the bottom would become this worm pee. And I thought, oh, worm pee, what's that do then? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they say it's good for the complexion, but I haven't tried it yet. I mean, I'm trying it with anything else. But I mean, just, it, just it, as well. Yeah, and uh, this this wonderful liquid started coming out. So I started adding it to my watering can last year, and I, yeah. I started feeding mainly my tomatoes, things, in the greenhouses. They they really flourished, and this year now, I mean, one of the secrets of this year this year had been to me. I'm going more even though I've got a large allotment, you and I'm still a greedy gardener, yeah. and I'm I'm a I'm a great advocate of container growing. Yeah, and this is something which this lots is of people a, this can do it's now. It's not done on allotments. You some bins dotted around, and you've got quite a dense area of bins. Yeah, and i got some magnificent crops in here. I mean, I've got these two first-year-grown parsnips in bins. So I was a bit sceptical about that, but they I'm feeding these continually on worm pea and they are they're, they're they magnificent-looking they? things. Yeah, and next to them there's two rows of. Carrots, which are almost on the verge of being pulled. Yeah. They are being fed on the byproducts of this worm, yeah And all along the wall there, you see? Yeah. I've got radish and spring onions oh, and, yeah. and all the rest growing. And all of them, are, you know, with containers, they do run out of food fairly quickly. Yeah. And you want some natural, organic material to put back. Yeah, and yeah. the worm, he seems to be the answer. Yeah. It really has made all these things thrive.
2: It does, Container growing is, uh, I mean, you know, I think we might have talked about it on the weekly podcast, but only briefly, really. I've never gone into any real detail about container growing. But it is something that's really achievable in such a small space. How many different pots have you got there in what, what, like 12 two, inches? Four, there's,
3: 12 inch there's there's six inches. They have florist buckets, you yeah, know. Yeah. When you walk down the main street, when they empty, flowers you nick it (laughs) 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 and they are perfect for salad crops and again with salad crops particularly radishes you don't want many you can't eat radishes in vast amounts so you can see on either about a four to five week cycle in these things you can keep adding these every two to three weeks to these radishes and you continually add in emptier salad. same yeah. with the spring onions yeah. you know I got three stages I'm pulling spring onions then I'll have spring onions again and I got some smaller ones coming behind yeah, yeah. so I, I can save my ground for the larger crops which I need for the all year round use and I can have perfect salad crops growing in these yeah. but you do have to feed them and if yeah. you're going to go out and buy any these proprietary foods constantly then some of the value disappears you know? yeah, I mean, sure. I'm not a man to spend money really. uh, unwisely so I mean I, I'm looking for cheap solutions
2: yeah, yeah I, I realise that I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, I think that's a, the beauty of this setup here, right, is you've got a wormery, which is uh, relatively small and inconspicuous, and, it's, and but you know, it does manage to contain sufficient amounts of waste, so it's something that's really useful in its own right. And then you've got a strip of containers with a host of different things in, so really, it's it's this kind of holistic approach to growing veg, you know, it's all been sown in succession, you've got a constant supply of plant food here that comes off the back of what you chuck under your kitchen sink and your kitchen caddy yep. uh, once every week, and it's a perfect scenario for people that don't have much space.
3: I'm on my third layer of this compost now, and I'm collecting these in bags. It's too precious to put on my soil. i don't. I got plenty of well-rotted organic manure. But this is brilliant for next year now. Again, when I'm planting all my sowings, I'm mixing this with standard compost, and it goes that much further, and it's all free again, so I'm saving money yet again on this compost. And, I mean, the, the success with last year's broad beans... That absolutely astounded me. I had, yeah. I had the best looking broad beans, the healthiest was, looking actually, broad I, beans. I, I
2: think I wrote about that recently in a little article I did for a, an allotment magazine like broad beans that you're you amazed that you've got such such fine quality specimens off the back of worm poo. And again, one of the things with
3: a crop, if you haven't got a good solid plant to start life you're not going to get a, a, a good crop off them. They need to be healthy, they like to grow well, and I'm gonna have a magnificent crop of broad beans which I'm picking quite well at the moment. I'll be eating them all for the winter, now. Right. all thanks to the the byproduct of this wormery. Yeah. So I mean yeah, I was extremely sceptical. This little three-tiered thing here it was going to be full of this compost. It's going to give me all this worm pee, which I'm going to use. And I don't, I, I couldn't believe it. Valley with us, so, so yes, yeah, I am so a achiever. I've achieved.
2: achieved you have
3: achieved, <laughs> I mean, achieved that, now and, yeah. and then, it's, it's brilliant from the point of view of people with small gardens. Put the containers. You're looking for a feed. You're looking for your kitchen waste use. You can use this, you're not putting it in a landfill, you're, not, you're recycling it quite good, and all the by-products going back in. But people with containers next year as well, when you mix that with the stuff you're going to put back in these containers, you're not going to go out and buy vast amounts of compost either. No. So you, you, you're constantly producing your own needs. So it's Perfect. brilliant from that point of view. Absolutely brilliant. Thank this. Yeah.
0: Cool, it raining there then. Anyway, next week we've got Rachel Harris with a real special. She interviews Tom at Moccas Deer Park, the Natural England Nature Reserve. You can't go in there, so it's your only chance to get a listen is next week on the Wiggly Podcast. But first, what you've all been waiting for. We've had email after email about this, you know. Why I'm not featured in them, I don't know. But here we go, it's a MonteCast A weekly fact on wiggliness.
2: The Montycast, a weekly fact on wiggliness. Mm. At Wiggly Wigglers, Tanya pays bills and Gareth loves Apple computers. And he races remote control cars. Another Montycast next week on The Wiggly Podcast.
0: It's weird being on my own, alone, in this studio, with Michael sat next to me. (laughs) Anyway, I tried to catch up with Farm Phil on the way, but he was outside my range, so I couldn't. Listen, I've got here the new, latest Wiggly catalogue, which has yet to go to the printers. This is why we've been away so long, and there's lots of stuff in it. And I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but there's goji berries, there's cranberry bushes, there's the most glorious florist product, which is called the Wiggly Wand. It's when you want to send somebody a wish. Say so you want to wish them well or you wish them good luck but you don't want to spend lots of money. And it's handcrafted and oh, I love it And this one. Peter Church and this man makes them in his little shed and then we put all the short flowers in them so that we don't make them too expensive and we would hate to miss composting the short flowers so here they are, it's absolutely lovely I think so we've got some new packaging, hedgehog mix is back those of you who wanted to feed the hoggies and we couldn't do it because of dried mealworms we got them back, we've got some lovely blue bird balls I love them, I don't know what they're made of, ceramic? Ceramic. Ceramic. Eva Solar has got a lovely bird box. For those of you that want designer bird boxes, these are they. I want those up on Farmer Phil's cow shed. And if the telly comes to film the cow behaviour, they'll be there in the background. What else have we got? We've got some lovely, oh, Aikenbury wood is a dutchy wood it's all about sustainable coppicing and these new feeders are made of chestnut and the great thing about chestnut is it's a hardwood so they'll last for a heck of a long time and uh, folks are up there doing all sorts of rehabilitation and Ricky's husband Mike goes and helps and he has got completely into being in the woods making stuff so we've got a lovely um niger seed feeder and a peanut feeder oh this is a good wiggly sales go here you know they're not here to shut me up i'll carry on for weeks and weeks and weeks in fact i'm going to introduce you to our latest product which is the worm cafe that's launched on the website have a look and our latest composter for large scale waste which is the Wiggly Rydan and a lovely chap called Dan has made the Rydan down in Devon and he's there supplying all the schools with these lovely composters very low tech and he brought the first ever Wiggly Rydan to the farm on Tuesday And we set it up together. Welcome down to Wiggly Wigglers with the brand new, amazing, keep the world turning, world first, Wiggly Riden. Yeah, (laughs) it's landed. Listen, it looks like a big sausage with a chimney on the top. (laughs) Alison and Gareth are here to be trained in all the finer aspects of kitchen composting riding style but what exactly is it
1: okay it's an in-vessel composter so it aerobically composts organic matter sounds like a mouthful but basically food waste or garden waste goes in the top it's mixed with air and carbon as it goes through carbon being wood chip or sawdust or straw or straw or shredded paper.
0: OK. Or cardboard. Or cardboard. OK, yep.
1: It all mixes together inside, where it gets very hot, which makes the composting process happen really quickly, because it's hot, it speeds the whole process up.
0: OK, so on the top, there, there is a chimney. There is in a chimney, effect. yep. And this is where I'm going to load my waste in. Yep. And the bottom, where the compost comes out, is a hole. So is that actually drawing air through it like a fire chimney would draw fire through a grate
1: exactly yeah so hot air rises so it gets sucked in at the bottom and carries out of the top as the air passes through it takes lots of moisture with it which is 90 percent of food and organic matter like that is moisture so it gets dragged through it condenses as it passes out of the lid and so the volume of what you put in reduces by about 80 percent as it passes through
0: and it's obvious that this this has been made in Devon because it's got some neoprene that they have for going in their sea.
1: That's right. Styled on surfers.
0: OK, so in here goes the waste. Now, what, what, what about this handle?
1: OK, like I say, that's the stirring part. So to get the contents, the food waste and the carbon, the wood chip, to all mix up with the oxygen which is going through, we give it a stir... That's by turning the handle on the end.
0: Okay. So how much waste will I be able to put in this thing?
1: About 20 liters maximum per day, which is a huge bucket.
0: Is that this bucket over here?
1: Yeah, I've got a big bucket here which has got some wood chip in it as at the moment. This is the sort of wood chip that we've been using. It's freely available to us. It's just it's been through a chipper. Yeah, because it's quite large chunks. It's quite bulky, which means that the air can pass through the mixture.
0: But if I'm adding that, then I'm just making myself more of a problem, aren't I? Can I put 20 litres of waste in, plus wood chip? or Yes. And how so much wood chip would I need to add?
1: About the same as you put in of food waste, so 50-50 is the mix. Really? Yeah. Gosh. In effect, you're putting two big bucketfuls in a day. Yep. One is wood chip or carbon, depending on what sort of carbon you use. And one is waste food.
0: So if you use cardboard and paper, it composts down quicker than wood chip, really.
1: Yeah, depending on what sort of carbon you use, yeah, it will break down quicker. Sawdust breaks down more quickly and it makes a nicer compost because it's smaller so it doesn't need to effectively rot down.
0: But, I mean, this isn't for your average household, is it? This is for, uh, what, pub? Yeah, pub, restaurant,
1: school, anywhere where there's a canteen or a cafe. Yeah. it'll it'll handle a lot more waste food than a house
0: produces. Yeah, it's quite yeah. huge, you wouldn't <laughs> imagine yeah, yeah. In your back yeah. garden <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't quite see it, yeah. can you So what's so, the capacity of this thing because people are bound, bound to ask us on the um,
1: It's nearly 400 litres inside 400 litres, yeah.
0: wow So if I put a bucket full of waste in every day, yeah. I'm going to deal with, well, 140 litres a week yeah. and then I'm going to get, what, one bucket full of Compost out of the bottom. Would yes. that
1: be a fair? Well, you'll probably get two bucketfuls, but one bucketful or probably half of that will st- probably still be wood chip. So, if you sieve what comes out in a garden riddle, that'll take out the wood chip, and you'll end up with about one bucketful of compost, which. then go onto the garden
0: can i reuse the wood chip then
1: yeah yeah you can recycle it straight back in
0: and can i put this compost straight onto the garden or do i need to use worms to break it down even more or what's the story because this is compost in seven days this is big news isn't it of course worms do it daily you know obviously not as good (laughs) as them. but but, i mean this is compost in seven days isn't it
1: it's very quick compost yeah but uh, ideally it could do with some more time to mature So you might need to put it into a storage bin of some sort, just one of your green compost bins to sit for a couple of months. Should be enough to really finish it off so it really is high grade compost.
0: Or I could use it as a mulch, presumably straight away, could I? Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah,
1: you could use it straight away.
0: Yeah. So if I've got horses, can I use this thing to deal with horse manure? Yeah,
1: it works great with horse manure. Produces great compost.
0: Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. So how many households could this deal with? So, if you've got maybe a community that want to go starting to compost together and they live fairly closely together, how many do you reckon it could deal with?
1: Up to about fifty, I think, Heather. But it depends on what sort of cooking they do. How much? Oh, darling, they if they're they vegetarian,
0: then it's going to be difficult. But I mean, if they're into frozen chips. We could have hundreds of them.
1: (laughs) So depending on
0: what sort of person you are...
1: That is a very good point, actually, (laughs) because you can put meat and uh, fish and cheese and dairy products through the ride, and it composts all the food. It's not just vegetables that we're talking about.
0: Cool. Um, And presumably, I mean, if I've got a school... You know, there's a lot of health and safety issues and all that sort of thing. Yeah. How is that addressed in the Wiggly Ryden?
1: The school needs to register with DEFRA for an exemption certificate. But as long as the food is produced on site where it's composted and then the compost is then used on site, nothing is taken off the site, it's all legally proper ah. and there's no risk or health Risk at all
0: and that's the same presumably for a restaurant or a pub exactly the at the same, same time so yeah. waste exemption license that's right and then you're away that's it gosh
1: dead simple
0: it is simple i mean i've seen a similar concept to this but it's much more automated and very high tech yeah this seems to be no offense dan <laughs> Low but. Tech. You know, it's the sausage with a handle, isn't it? Really, a
1: sausage machine. <laughs> it's a
0: massive punch bag. It's, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I mean, you've designed it like yes. that. I mean, presumably simplicity, ease of use, and
1: yeah. Obviously, we're aware of the more high-tech machines,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we've realised that we can make something which is more low-tech but does the same job yeah and this one the high-tech machines need power which isn't very good for lots of reasons mm. and they also need to stand inside they need to be inside a shed which is also more complication and expense
0: see i love this because this is hands-on isn't it? this yeah. is proper hands-on yeah. without too getting too messy it's low tech when i saw it first working which was at riverford organics yeah. i was really well I liked it so much, I put my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I bought the company, but I couldn't afford it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a great neat product, isn't it? Well, I think it is.
1: How
2: often do you have to turn it?
1: About once a day when you load it. Just give it a few turns.
0: How many turns? Six.
1: Six. Yeah, well, it's... What's in there, then? There's a gearbox on the end, so that six turns of the handle means one turn of the insides of the guts of it.
0: And there's a paddle in there?
1: Yeah, there are paddles in there which stir all the food around in the compost.
0: Could you get a bogey in there that would get stuck? A bogey? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, could you get it so that it wouldn't turn
1: I think you could Stop possibly, possibly yeah. that's why you have the gearbox on there oh no. <laughs> I'll be a bit surprised it will take um. if you're a restaurant and you forget to take somebody chucks in their soup spoon it won't do any damage it'll just get pushed through the system and come out a bit bent I, <laughs> think. Oh,
0: I see necklace yes right. my necklace yes my jewels <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yes, or your see bogey. That. Yeah, your I could be an issue. Um, so uh, <laughs> um what about temperature? Because it's all very well saying, Oh yes, you need to get it hot. Yeah. Now I, I you know, I've composted many times for many years and sometimes it doesn't get hot.
1: Okay. Well it needs to get hot to work properly. If it doesn't get hot after you've been loading it up for a, a week or so then put in some grass clippings or lots of green stuff and that's almost guaranteed to get it hot. I see. And you'll know when it's hot because the steam will come out of the top. When you lift the lid off you'll get a face full of steam. On a cold morning you'll see and our steam cloud rising from it.
0: And presumably we can use our bokashi buckets in here, so bokashi in the kitchen that's fermenting can go in, as usual. That's right, no issue.
1: No issue whatsoever.
0: And what's the worst thing could happen? So could we get flies in there? Could it be a bit unpleasant, Dan? It
1: could be unpleasant,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
1: If it's not getting hot, then it can get smelly, and if you don't turn it enough, it can get smelly that's when it goes anaerobic so basically it's rotting and that's what you don't want but as long as you turn it enough and as long as you put in enough carbon so you need to add the same amount of carbon wood chip or paper as food otherwise it'll pong. if it starts to smell or it goes cold add more carbon add some grass clippings and it'll get hot again
0: should we have a thermometer with it
1: you could you could but you I tend need to it. find that people that have them use them for the first couple of weeks and then never bother because if the steam coming out it's hot. Sounds you know? like
0: a good weekly ad on sale there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as long as there's steam, we're away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what would happen if the school or the pub or the restaurant or the horse owner or even the person with the pig at the end of their garden? hey poultry manure would be brilliant wouldn't it
1: poultry should be really good I've never tried it I'll try some of that I've
0: got just the thing for it Um, but what would happen if they didn't have enough waste
1: not a problem it'll slow down the process a bit but like many schools where these are at they stop feeding them for the summer holidays as you can imagine Mm. no food and it all cools down and it goes to sleep But as soon as you put in a bucket full of food, suddenly it gets hot overnight. Next day, it's boiling hot again and it just carries on because the the bugs are still in there. And uh, they just come to life when you feed them.
0: So presumably, you're not expecting people to buy bags and bags of wood chip all the time.
1: No, you don't need as much wood chip as waste because you can recycle it. You do need some though, so you either need to buy if the worst case is you buy wood chip from a wood fuel supplier. Yeah. Which is quite locally, cheap locally presumably. Yeah. You can get a lot for 10 pounds. Yep. Know. Yeah. Or you can if you really want to be tidy you can buy uh, wood pellets which are the same thing but
0: very posh.
1: Yeah, they come mm-hmm. bagged up and they're more expensive. Yeah. But mostly if you talk to your local arborist or council even there are people chipping hedge trimmings yeah, all over the place. Yeah. I mean the amount of paper that we get in the office, we'd be able to fill in no problem. The shredder paper.
0: Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem yeah. to put that much in there. And we've got a cardboard shredder. Excellent. So lots of people might have that. But presumably, I mean this would be a wonderful way of collecting your leaves in the autumn, yeah. storing some bags and adding those leaves yeah. as you go along. You know, lots of schools I know have a real problem with playing field with leaves. Yeah great uh, activity mm, yeah. gather them up yeah. store them by the wiggly Ride, and away to go yeah. now dan why doesn't the wheelbarrow fit under the end
1: <sighs> your wheelbarrow is <laughs> too big
0: <laughs> i'll have a word with Rach. <laughs> on that note thank you very much team happy with the new product yeah, yeah. do you like Real the cool. logo yeah, it's, yeah. it's obviously put there for short people <laughs> <laughs> how did you come up with the idea
1: a local school wanted to do some composting and they were looking at buying a really expensive machine. We Is that one we of those automated
0: ones better. that has to go in a shed? That's the, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: they, they didn't want to save up for it. Yeah. And it's working great and they're really happy.
0: And so compared to a more expensive type of composter... What are, we, what are we looking at here?
1: Well, the Rydan costs £2,250, plus VAT. Yeah. And the more expensive ones are around about £10,000. And they do the same yeah, job.
0: absolutely. Yeah. So how many of these have you made so far? Are we right at the beginning of this you fledgling? Are.
1: Yeah, we've made, um, ooh, a 15 now. And they're all in use, and they're all happy
0: they're all happy bunnies, aren't very they? Happy Fantastic. Bunnies, yeah. That means our support will be very easy. It
1: will. Yeah. And we
0: look forward to dealing with you and we look forward to having lots of Wiggly Ridens out there and selling those. So, Al, if you could just get on the phones and phone everybody, only 110,000 to go, and ask them if they'd like one, that'd be brilliant. That'd
1: be great, Heather. <laughs> Here's the invoice. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Next week, as I said, The show will be brought to you from Moccas Deer Park. Moccas is a name for pig's cot. They live in Moccas, but we'll be there next week. Moccas Deer Park from Natural England with Rachel Harrys. A proper Wiggly special. But till then, it's me on my own, not on the Wiggly sofa. I'm on a Michael chair in Webley, Herefordshire. Goodbye. It's a designer chair. Is it? Dan, how did you come up with this idea, and why is it called riding?
1: Oh, very, very complicated that. Yeah, you know, it's then? obviously
0: psychological. It's all about yeah, it riding high and
1: deep marketing tool. Yeah, we.
0: Yeah, you're called Dan.
1: And Richard's called Richard. Yeah, Ryden.
0: That's it. Talking. <laughs>